Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And And you're you're listening listening to ghost host, host, Sophia Temporelli. Ian, Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly 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 at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to Ghost Host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the Ghost Host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, an executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. That's right. It's the ghost host show with Sophia Temporilli on LiveParanormal.com. 
And thank you, Rob Surick, the site founder of LiveParanormal.com, and now on GhostHunting.com for providing this format each and every week. And congratulations, Sophia, on celebrating over 12 years of broadcasting here on this network. Thank you to our moderators for patching us through at live events where we had no internet feed. Thank you guys for all your help and support through the years. Also, Tracy, the Paranormal Informer, Paranormal Technologies, Don, Travis, Harvey, Marilyn, Audra, Jerry, Julia, Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing today's show across Facebook. Thank you guys for all your support through the years. Your call-ins are welcome, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316 as well. Feel free to jump into the liveparanormal.com chat room. Well, the call-in number there as well as uh, feel free uh, to get yourself an avatar and you're part of the LP family in the chat room. We will also, too, as well, make sure that all questions for our guests are in caps in the chat room so we can distinguish among the chat and we'll get your questions into the show. As Today, we welcome Ghost Seekers Texas lead investigator, clear audience, videographer, and photographer Alex Fountain. Everyone visit GhostSeekersTX.com. That's GhostSeekersTX.com. Twitter at GhostSeekersTX. Instagram at GhostSeekersTX. Also to Alex's personal at Ghost underscore Seeker underscore Alex at Ghost under or uh, Seeker underscore Alex, underscore photography. YouTube subscribe to as well to uh, Ghost Seekers Texas. A lot of great videos and uh, captures that they've recently posted on there too as well. Coming up, we have Boozy Brothers, Paranormal Investigators, Pablo, Pandora, Adam, and Diego. That'll be on the 24th next weekend. Darklands Paranormal, The Chronicles author and investigator Marco Santucci returns to the program on March 2nd. Televised hauntings historian and author Sam Baltrusis returns to the show on March 9th. Discovery Channel's haunted featured psychic remote viewer Harvey Althaus will be on the program on the 16th. Women on the Fringe authors Denise Agnew, Mary, Marie D. Jones, and Nicole Strickland will be on the program on the 23rd of March. So you don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on a Facebook fan page to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. Tonight on Live Paranormal, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, Beyond the Screen and Ghost White Radio, as well as monthly Mondays, right here, Chip Coffee of Kindred Spirits, he's here, as well as Ben Hansen, Amy Goodwin, David M. Roundtree, Stefan Brigatti, Andy and Michelle Coppock, Ken Gearhart, and many more, right here on this very network. If you miss anything, archive shows are available as free MP4 iTunes downloads on the homepage of LiveParanormal.com. And Sophia, the ghost host, congratulations on over 12 years of broadcasting here. Thank you. I can't believe it's already been 12 years. You've done a fantastic job. You've helped a lot of people, actually, too, as well, through the years with your show. And uh, congratulations. I mean, you're going to be on your personal stories being featured in the upcoming book, Women on the Fringe, Groundbreaking Women in the Paranormal. And uh, we have the authors coming on next month on the 24th. But that's pretty cool. You're in, you're in a book now. Yeah, people will be able to read about my story. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like uh, I'm a, that great of a writer. So it's it's been interesting to figure out how to put together my story coherently for they everyone um yeah they, they <laughs> yeah got all, your back covered <laughs> so it'll be so, fine but you have an amazing story and it leads to your show here the ghost host but you got the twitters the instagram and all these different things where can people find you 
I'm on Twitter at ViaTemporelius one L and Instagram just at ViaTemporelli. Yeah, we cursed you with a long name. So essentially just drop an L in Temporelli. You'll be able to find Sophia Temporelli and uh, and your YouTubes as well. But your guest, tell us about your guest today, Sophia. Today we welcome Ghost Seekers Texas lead investigator, Claire Audient, videographer, and photographer Alex Fountain. Everyone visit GhostSeekersTX.com, Twitter at GhostSeekersTX, Instagram at GhostSeekersTX, at Ghost underscore Seeker underscore Alex, at Seeker underscore Alex underscore photography, and YouTube, subscribe to GhostSeekersTX. Um, let's welcome Alex into the show. Hey, Alex. It, oh, trying to unmute you. we got a lot of people listening, so it's slow in the studio. Hey, thanks for coming on today. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How are you all doing? I also have Chris with, hey. uh, with me as well. Hey, Chris. Well, hey, hey thank Alex. you guys both for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you all for having us. So to start off, um, can you both tell us what initially started this interest in the paranormal for each of you? Uh, okay, so, uh, sorry, I'm Chris. Uh, I was kind of pulled into it. I was originally just supposed to do photography for them for thumbnails and stuff like that. And then um, mm-hmm. at the time, the rest of the crew really liked me, so I just ended up coming along for uh, investigations and stuff like that. And, then I'm and how Alex, about you, Alex? Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, I started investigating probably my sophomore year, and I didn't get serious with it until I graduated high school and I started Ghost Seekers in 2018. Well, I mean, it's awesome that you started at a young age. Um, I started when I was eight, and I know when I started out, there wasn't really anyone my age in the field. So it's, I think it's really great to see, like, younger teams and everyone popping up um, just to see the different generations of investigators. I think it's really good to see that as well, for sure. And, uh, I mean, when you guys started out, um, I know for you, Chris, you started out as a photographer and then worked really well with the team. Um, But what was it like for you guys to have your first paranormal experience on an investigation? Um, What happened on that experience and how did it make you guys feel? Well, your first one that you tagged along with us was the VFW Post 76 here in San Antonio, Texas. And I would say you had your first, like, real, like, scary encounter when we went to the Lavaca County Jail here, right? Okay, I appreciate you. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? The jail or the VFW? Yeah, your, your experience at the, at the jail. Like, your first real experience. Okay. Okay, so for me, I, I mean... I've witnessed a lot of, like, scary stuff, but the only time, like, where I was, like, okay, like, the movies kind of can't be real was uh, when me and mm-hmm. Alex were in the upper cells of the old Milwaukee County Jail, and that night, we're both, it's just, like, us two in a cell with one exit and one entrance, and we just hear, like, walking up on the ceiling, and then shrugs, and then a big bang, like, someone jumped down from the ceiling onto the top of our uh, cell that we're in. And after that, we just kept hearing more walking and stuff like that. That That's what I consider my first real experience. But before that, I witnessed other stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, it would probably have to um, be at Woman Hollering Creek, uh, right in between San Antonio and Shirts, Texas. And that's one of uh, La Durona's sightings. And um, this was 
in the start of Ghost Seekers, so 2018. And mm -hmm. I and two other friends were sitting on the ledge of the creek with just our feet dangling down. And Devin starts asking some provocative questions towards uh, La Llorona. And five minutes go by in the EVP session, we're acting completely fine, pretty normal. And um, he starts asking those provocative questions. And I, the last thing I remember is us running to the car and seeing my friend Christian dolphin diving through my driver's seat window to get into the car. And mm -hmm. when, we, when we finally pulled over, he told me uh, what happened. And I still have the audio of this night to this day. And he told me that my body was starting to like tense up towards the road. And he grabbed me and he was sitting on the left of me. He grabbed me, turned me towards him and saw that I wasn't just myself. And he got scared, threw me onto the dirt. And that's when I kind of woke up. And when I woke up, I started crying and I was bawling my eyes out. And that's the next thing I remember is seeing Christian dolphin diving through my window for us to get out of there. Um, I don't think it was a possession at all. I definitely think a spirit was trying to connect with me in, I guess, the only way they knew how to or mm -hmm. they were able to. Um, and ever since then, I've had questions about, like, channeling and, um, the way spirits can, uh, communicate with people and stuff like that. And so that's why I continue to push this journey. And not only that, and it's just became what I love to do. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's great that you guys were able to, even if you were scared in the moment, push through that and continue investigating the paranormal because um, it can be really scary at times. But I mean, being For able sure. to, you know, follow your passion and stuff is like, it's really great. Um, yeah, I lived in the haunted house, and that was definitely scary, but I just figured it scarred me enough. What else am I going to do? But I uh, continue on in the paranormal. So, I mean, it's great that you guys were able to come together with your experiences, too, and stick together while investigating. Um, but when it comes to Ghost Seekers Texas, tell us a little bit about the team. Um, do you guys do residentials, and who are the other members of the team, and what are their roles? Um. Well, as of right now, it's just Chris and I, and we do house call investigations. We've done two, two together. Two house calls, yeah, where we've been there like what, three, four times. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, <laughs> house calls can be some of the scariest investigations, um, mm -hmm. only because we don't really know much going in, and so we don't really know what to expect going into those types of investigations. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to, I feel like, you know, dig around and find research, especially on residentials. Um, because I was talking about this last week on the show, you know, it goes beyond the property too, the land, uh, what happened there. Um, and, and so it's, it's a lot when you take on a residential case. How do you, you guys prepare for investigations? I guess we try to just stay queer-minded and open-minded about everything. Do you guys do or say anything as means of protection before? Uh, we usually use sage, and mm -hmm. especially when we're, like, leaving a location, we'll 
uh, stage ourselves down and um, pretty much say, like, you can't follow us home, not allowed to follow us home, and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think it's great that you guys, like I said, go in there as a team and try and stay clear-headed uh, when you go into investigation. Because um, I feel like there's so much we don't know about the paranormal, and you never know what a ghost is going to be able to pick up on or not. Um, so really just staying together as a unit and staying clear-headed is such a great way to go into things. Um. But when you guys are investigating, do you have a specific specific coverage area of locations you go to, or are you guys kind of try to go anywhere in the U.S. that you can? As of right now, um, in 2024 this year, we're going to try to hit a lot of local spots that we haven't hit in Texas. And mm-hmm. maybe later on this year, we might go to Savannah, Georgia, but it's not set in stone yet. I mean, Savannah is a really cool place, so that would be a lot of fun to oh, investigate. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have? I'm Chris, you're a photographer, so I'm sure you try and capture ghosts when you're there. But do each of you have like a favorite piece of equipment that you take while investigating? What is yours? Jeez, I don't even know. I really like. Okay, well, we haven't used it much just because it's kind of hard to like get really good shots with it. But I really like using like the body cam footage just because I'm like the found footage type of guy. Like, any type mm-hmm. of sound footage when we use a documentary, I love stuff like that. So I like replicating that if I can. So that's, I would say, it's probably one of my favorites. I don't really like using ones that are too loud, like the, <laughs> the REM pod, the REM pod, anything like that. that mm-hmm. like, it makes, like, it's super loud, so I feel like I can't see for some reason. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> um, And I guess for me, my favorite piece of equipment would uh probably have to be an EMF detector or just like a flash camera. Like For a, sure. I mean, like those are, yeah, those are great pieces of equipment. I totally understand what you mean about not wanting like a, a loud piece of equipment. That can be a lot, especially if you're in like an abandoned building or something. I mean, mm. duh. Yes, it's very loud. So, I mean, what, uh, when you go... Oh, I'm so sorry. I was going to ask you, what is, oh, your, no, uh, favorite paranormal, what is your favorite uh, paranormal piece of equipment to use when you investigate? Um, For me, personally, I really love, like, fast responses and stuff. Um, I just got a piece of equipment I've wanted for years, but I got the Ovulus, because I love that you can get those real-time responses. Um, before then, I loved, like the X connect or something where you can really like see the spirit. I mean, EVPs are oh, great, yeah. but I love when you can communicate in real time. Uh, Cause I mm-hmm. think it's so much better than being able to go over footage and like have that regret that you didn't get to respond back. Um, in my haunted house, my mom had taken an EVP recorder and she caught a voice um, that said, who are you? And I know the one thing she wished is that she had known that in the moment, so she could have actually tried to communicate more with the ghost. Um, so I really love equipment that you can get those responses when you're there. A digital recorder is also really, really good to use. I, I really enjoy using it. Yeah. I mean, it's great to be able to pick up those, like, live voices, too. I think it's incredible to be able to have that. Um, I think those recorders, 
I'm not great with text, but the recorders where you can um, play back the responses and it cuts out all the dead silence so you're able to mm -hmm. hear things quicker, those are really great too. Um, so you are able I, to I, kind of hear that in the moment. I definitely agree. And I mean, besides equipment uh, and reviewing footage, which can take hours, um, like you were saying, when you go into residentials, you don't know anything about the location. Um, when you guys do things that are non-residential too, do you like to go in having that information or do you prefer to do your research later on? Me personally, I like doing the research of the location we're about to go to. Um, and there has been a couple of times where I've gone in and just like to learn it on the spot. Yeah, I mean, that's a great way to go about things. Um, I think part of the like fine line in the paranormal is making sure you go in with enough information to be able to ask relevant questions, but maybe not overwhelm yourself so much where there's confirmation bias when you go in. Right. And yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Like drawing lines that are just nothing. <laughs> yeah. And Alex, um, I saw on your Facebook that you're a Claire audience. Can you tell the audience a little bit about your ability and how you discovered you had it? So I would probably have to thank my friend Roxy, um, who I actually met through one of these house calls. And she herself is a clairvoyant, and she's actually – she has a collection of haunted artifacts in her home. And um, later on, I was actually passed down two of those objects. But in my journey with her, she was really helping me focus on the way I investigate and stuff like that. And when I would investigate at her house, she would let me know afterwards, like, certain things that have to do with clairaudiency. And she'd point it out. And so after mm -hmm. the, one of the investigations – she sat me down and started listing all these things that go in line with clear audience and she I wouldn't say really like diagnosed that's not the word I'm looking for um, she's kind of like said I was a clear audience in her eyes and then the more I started investigating outside of that um, and the more places I started investigating here around Texas, the more I started realizing, like, oh, this is what she was talking about. And I feel like people start realizing it, and like, of their own, tuning in a whole lot more. They start focusing on those things specifically a lot more, and it just builds and builds and builds. Well, I mean, I think it's great that your friend was able to help you discover your ability and um, that you can use that on investigations. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things too, is just using your natural senses when you're on in investigations. Um, because exactly. there's so much you can sense just with your body and not having equipment. Period. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great too, because sometimes, you know, when you walk into a location, you can feel where you're drawn to in a place and actually go there and capture more evidence than if you go room by room methodically. And that's what I usually do too. For example, um, we've been to this hotel here in Texas, what is it, three three times now? The Old Park Hotel? 
It was three or four. Usually when we go there, I like to like just go in, put our bags down, not even pull a camera out, piece of equipment out. I just like to roam the whole hotel, walk every room, see every room before we actually start, just to get accustomed to the atmosphere of the location. And mm-hmm. just so that way you're more, how can I say this? I guess you're more accustomed to those spirits' old home. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I mean, I think really becoming familiar with the location and knowing what you're walking into, especially if it's an abandoned place so you're not tripping and falling everywhere, Um, but also just getting a lay of the land and, you know, feeling – what you're drawn to the most and where you feel that would be best to investigate. And I'm sorry. Location. It, it cut out like right at the end. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just saying, I mean, it's good to get the lay of the land and figure out where you're drawn to the most for investigations um, at oh, any absolutely. location. And I mean, absolutely. speaking of locations, you guys have gone to, a ton of cool places to investigate. Um, can you tell the audience where you've investigated so far and what some of your most memorable experiences were on each investigation? Um, well, we've been to the VFW Post 76 here in San Antonio, Texas. Most of these are going to be in Texas, just an FYI. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Big one we've investigated here in Texas. And I've investigated the place 11 times already. Chris has done it at least five times already. Um, and we've investigated Old Park Hotel, yeah, Lavaca County Jail. Um, I've investigated St. John Seminary. Um, it's no longer there. It's demolished now apartments, sadly. Um, Goatman's Bridge and Forest, which is a very iconic place for paranormal enthusiasts. Um, coming up on the 24th, we got Yorktown Memorial Hospital, which is very exciting, and that's going to be with Black Smoke Paranormal. Um, and where else? the Manger Hotel I've been to, um, theater in Savannah, Georgia. I want to say that's all the places I can name at the top of my head. These are great locations, though. Um, how do you go about securing locations like that as well? Uh, it's usually through um, their Facebook page or their own website. Mm-hmm. And we just contact yeah. um, the owners of the location, and we usually communicate first before anything's bought. And it's really how we go about it. It's usually through their Facebook page or through a website. Well, it's cool you've been able to go to so many cool locations. Um, I live in California, so it's definitely a little bit harder to get in certain locations. So I always think it's really great I, I to bet. have guests, too. Yeah, it definitely is. So, I mean, it's great to hear, I mean, on the show about all these cool locations people get to go to. Because, um, yeah, California, a little expensive. So it's not as 
easy to investigate. So I think it's great to learn about new locations and hear people's stories from there. Sorry, as, as we're like talking about paranormal, we Chris and I hear like a metal scraping sound in the room. Oh, wow. And my cat's just you guys... asleep. Ooh. <laughs> Do you guys know where it might be coming from? <laughs> just, ooh. <laughs> we, it came from behind us, but there's like no sign of like metal scraping over there. Interesting. Anyways, um... <laughs> No, I mean, that's awesome that you guys are getting, I mean, possibly real paranormal responses while we're on air. Um, I know we have to take a quick commercial break, so you guys can check that out more if you want during the break, um, but we'll be right back with more questions. That's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We've never had an on-air investigation like that. Today, we welcome Ghost Seekers Texas lead investigator, clear audience videographer and photographer Alex Fountain, and co-lead investigator Chris Ochoa. Everyone visit GhostSeekersTexas.com, Facebook, Ghost Seekers Texas. Alex Fountain, Chris Ochoa, too, as well on Facebook, Twitter at Ghost Seekers Texas, Instagram at Ghost Seekers Texas. Uh, it's TX, the initials, Instagram, at GhostSeekersTX, at Chris Ochoa SA. YouTube, subscribe, Ghost Seekers Texas. It's the Doso Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Coast with the most Sophia Temporelli, only on Paranormal. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Erica Butterhaney, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Stay parafabulous. Hey, this is Rick Hayes, the psychic medium, life consultant, author, and lecturer, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Believe. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to ghost host <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself into your mix of, of voiceovers now. <laughs> 
I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Yeah, Alex, Chris, and Sophia trying to unmute you guys. Right there. Okay, we got you guys back on air. Hey, guys, thank you again so much for coming on today. No problem. Thank you all for having us. So, I mean, when you're going to all these cool locations with so much history behind them, um, when you do your research, I'm sure you learn some really interesting facts about the place. For each of you, what has been the coolest historical fact that you've learned about any of the locations you've been to? Oh, man, uh, I don't think that's a question we've ever had before. Yeah. That's a hard question because one old part hotel yeah, is was, enough like old park is dark yeah. history and mm-hmm. Goatman's, my opinion Goatman's yeah, and old park hotel have some really really twisted history um i'll talk about the old park hotel one so i want to say the most sad and scary piece of history that we learned about the old park hotel is there was this girl and her father um mm-hmm. used to uh like cause violence to his daughter and stuff like that and come to find out he ended up burying her in the pipes in the front part of the building like in the under the cement and stuff like that and that was probably the creepiest piece of information that we have ever captured on an interview before. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I think so much, um, like, tragic history that you find out about locations when you dig deeper. Um, I know I've heard a story or two that's it's just creepy, you know, when you hear it, and it just always kind of stays with you. It's just, like, one of those facts that, you would have never expected when you went into your investigation. Right. And there's more to the story. There's, I just, I'm not sure if I can yeah, say that stuff on the air. Yeah. It's just really, really, really bad, dark yeah. stuff and really bad stuff that he did to her. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, I mean, it's crazy. Um, just the things that people do. Um, and I think the way that their stories live on, um, you know, it's it's sad for the victim in that situation, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it's nice, you know, sometimes when investigators go in, I mean, some spirits like to be left alone, but, you know, some of them like to be able to have that voice to share their story or have someone give them an hour of kindness to just talk to them. And we tried to reach out to her, but I think um, the owner said that, that they Patty Negri passed her on and um, crossed her over so that way she wouldn't be caught in a loop constantly at that hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, would, yeah. that would probably to continue to live in every day in that hotel. Absolutely. Um, I mean, moving on is the best option, but I, I think it's hard to, because, you know, in some locations, you know, there's oppressive spirits there. So you have the spirits that are being held back by the darker oh, entities sure. that are there. Most definitely. We actually learned yeah. there's actually, we actually learned that there is a new spirit slash entity at the old park hotel from this past time we went. Um, we learned that his name is David and apparently 
he is the most darkest thing that they have at that hotel, apparently. And from what they say, the other spirits, even the more sinister spirits, are scared of this David. And when we last investigated that hotel, we were doing an Estes session, and Chris is under the Estes, and I'm asking the questions very quietly. And next thing you know, Chris says, David's coming. I think this was also before we even found out about David. That, it was, oh, my God, it yeah. was, because that was night one. We had our interview night two. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah. Thank you for reminding me about that. Yeah. That's crazy, actually. Um, yeah, David is probably their darkest entity at that hotel now, and it's he scares away all the others there. And you'll you'll know too because it'll be only him that speaks, and nobody else will come through. Mhm. So when you say he's a new spirit, um, do you mean like new, as in you just found out about him, or do you think that he's a spirit that was brought there by someone. So he was brought there because this Ouija board that Dan was gifted was actually made by, or it was made from the same wood that was from the house that that guy lived in. Whoa. Wow. Taking Ouija boards to a whole new level. <laughs> oh, very. Yeah, I don't think we <laughs> Making their own. Yeah, I don't my friend made one out of paper, but I've never heard of someone making it out of their house. Paper, pizza box. Yeah, so that's that's definitely adds a whole new layer to that. Um, so I can see why, you know, that may not be a very good spirit. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's just crazy. I've never heard of someone. Not, that seems like a lot of work too. Right? Maybe I'm just lazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that's just that's too much. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool that you guys are able to find out that information, especially about David. Um, I know on the Queen Mary, where I've investigated a lot, um, there's definitely a very dark spirit there. Um, I've seen him there pretty much almost every time I've gone. Not in the very beginning when I investigated there. Um, this is the first place I investigated when I was eight. But wow. later on, uh, I started to see him probably when I was around nine. And he's a very dark entity. And a, a lot of people believe that he was brought to the ship. I don't know if that's true or not. But um, I know what you mean. Just like there's, you know, one spirit that when they're around, you only hear them. Mm-hmm. Man, Queen Mary is definitely a place I've been wanting to check out for sure. We also went to Lexington. Oh, yeah. We have been to the Lexington. Yeah. The USS Lexington. It's a uh, aircraft carrier slash battleship mm-hmm. here in uh, Corpus, Texas. Corpus Christi. What do you guys uh, have experiences on there? Um, I know that, you know, sometimes water can really increase activity or some so some say. So we heard lots of crying from a woman and I tried putting a digital recorder up in some pipes like I stuck the digital recorder physically into a pipe to see if like the moaning or crying was coming from the pipe and 
as we're hearing it again, afterwards, I pull the recorder out of the pipes, review it. No sound comes out of those pipes. And that's incredible. I mean, good thinking on your part, too, to make sure that it's not coming through the pipes. Um, but, I mean, super weird to hear a woman there. Um, do you know of any history of a woman dying on the ship? So prior to us hearing that, our tour guide was talking about a woman who um, experienced, like, foul play on the ship that uh, included her. And that's when we start hearing the woman crying, like, wailing. Mhm. And it, it's it was almost like heart wrenching, like it was sad, very sad. That's amazing. You heard that audibly, um, like that. Uh, I mean, and that there's a correlation of a woman there too. Um, when you're doing investigations like that, um, has there been any place that you really feel like you want to do a follow up investigation at, or you felt like you needed more time there? Uh. Old Park Hotel, for sure. Um, Goatman's Bridge. I feel like... Oh, yeah, they're really good. Yeah. I feel like two, three days you need out in Goatman's, for sure. Um, one of our house calls... Um, oh, did they sell the house? Oh, they did sell the house. That's right. Because we were planning on going back, and then they ended up selling the house. And we don't know who it's under now, so we just kind of left it be, but we would love to talk to those people who ever have it now to see if they experience things. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. I feel like at uh, Yorktown, we're going to need a, a couple days there, too. Dude, right. we're going to need a follow-up with Yorktown, because yeah. that's a big place. Like We haven't even been yet, but I feel like we're both going to want to go back already. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. Um, and if you guys could investigate anywhere in the world, where would you each individually love to investigate the most? Oh, another hard question. Um, you want to take this one? Um, okay, I'm not sure which bar it is. I know somewhere up in, like, the U.K. or somewhere. They don't allow investigators, but they did, like, a couple years back. And, mm-hmm. um, like, their their footage, I've seen, like, stuff flying off the shelves or, like, voices coming through. I cannot remember what the name of the place is. That's one place I would definitely want to go to. I'm not sure what it's called, man. I have no idea. Yeah, but that's one place I'd want to go for sure, just off the top of my head, just because I feel like that would be cool. And I guess for me, the number one place on my list, It's well, it's a tie for number one. It's... Mm -hmm. The Exorcist House in St. Louis, Missouri, and Penhurst in Pennsylvania. Awesome locations. Um, I can see why you guys want to go there. Um, I mean, hopefully you'll be able to do that soon. I know you say you're going to be going local in Texas for now, but um, uh, hopefully you guys will be able to go investigate there um, in the near future. That'd be really awesome. And... With your investigations, you guys also have a YouTube channel. Um, if you want to tell the audience about your YouTube channel and uh, what they can expect when they watch your videos. Absolutely. Um, so, Go Seekers TX. And um, our episodes usually range from anywhere between 45 minutes to now. Recently, our longest episode was just put out. Um, 
like two weeks ago now, and it came out to be an hour 25 long. So that is our longest episode to date. But in those episodes, you can um, see our interviews with the owners of these locations. You can learn about the history with us as you view these episodes, and you can see all of our paranormal evidence that we've captured throughout our journey. And how often do you guys post uh, for anyone looking to watch your videos, or do you guys try and do them like bi-weekly or just whenever you guys are able to investigate? I guess right now is whenever we're able to investigate. And it seems recently been every month yeah, since December. I mean, that's awesome, though, um, to be able to share your investigations with people. Um, it's great to be able to have kind of those different eyes on your investigations and see if, you know, the audience is able to see something in the videos that maybe you didn't upon review or during the investigation. Especially during live, too. And that's what I tell people at the beginning when we go live on, like, TikTok. Like, hey, y'all, if y'all see anything that we don't while we're recording this live, um, just be sure to tell us. Um and none of – I don't think anybody has seen anything while we've gone live yet. But as we're, like, reviewing an episode that we're about to put out, Chris has a really good eye for seeing these types of stuff. He'll see very faint anomalies. He'll see these certain shadows go by. And I'm like, how do you see this, dude? Because <laughs> like, I, I have to be, like, one – less than a centimeter away from the screen. <laughs> yeah, it can definitely be hard uh, trying to see apparitions in some videos. Uh, my, my parents got to see the night on Alcatraz and they took a photo down a dark hallway and my dad decided to brighten the photo. And when he did, there's like a full body apparition in the photo. But uh, that must have been a dream investigation. Like yeah, they didn't take me. I'm so upset about that. Oh, I'm <laughs> I was little, but the Boy Scouts still spend the night there. So that's I'm true. Gonna say it's a little, a little suspicious, Dad. It was cool though, man. Yeah. Now I won't know if it's like Mob of the Dead at all, and I feel like that's really biggest loss in my life. One quite man. Alcatraz just yeah. looks like a monster from the outside, enough as it is. Can't even imagine what it looks like on the inside. Yeah, they said it was uh, like rainy and stormy that night too, so there was like a ton mm. of wind and it was like super creepy. Yeah, like, the cell doors sounds rattled. Sounds like fun. You know, if if you guys ever get out yeah, to the West Coast, um, uh, Eric Johnson at OC Soul Searcher says when you go there during the day, he did full EVP sessions because everybody's got. You probably see that on the Lexington. They have the earphones in and they do the self-guided tours where they walk. He said you could hear a pin drop because people are walking all around him and they don't make any noise. So you you can do full on sessions there, and it, you know nobody even notices or says anything. Nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's like one of my locations. Out, we're gonna have to check out Alcatraz for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of my locations because um, I need a redo since apparently nine year olds were banned from it. <laughs> um. But, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing just the things you capture when yeah. you look closely or enhance a photo or something. Um, I don't think I would have thought to brighten it. Um, 
now I would, but back then I don't think I would have been like, oh, I'll brighten a dark photo. Um, so it's amazing <laughs> just the little things you can capture when you pay close attention. Right. And that's, that's another reason why I like using Polaroids too, because they, they have like that grain, not really grain, but like, I don't, I can't, I don't know how to put this. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I guess they do have like that noise over the film where it is a little easier to decipher what what in the picture, like dust, oh yeah, mm-hmm. actual anomalies, shadows, apparitions. Well, that's what they used in the Ghost Rider case. Um, so I mean, Polaroids have been pretty proven in the paranormal. I don't think in the Ghost Rider case the digital cameras worked when they were taking the photos. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, the Ghost Rider case was a house in Southern California and the ghost would actually communicate with them through Polaroid pictures. It would actually spell out words in kind of like a fog type thing. I know. That that sounds yeah, cool. It's like a chemical looking type of burn yeah. or electrical kind of burn into the film, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's kind of hard to explain exactly what it is. Um, I know that tons of people have tried to debunk it, and no one's been able to try and replicate that. But um, the ghosts would only speak through Polaroid photos, and they would get actual words spelled out on the photos. Like like in a mist type form. Yeah, it yeah. like yeah, like a almost wow. like a cloud, like if a cloud was writing. That, that reminds me of that one scene in, like, uh, Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually basically what it was like, Scooby-Doo Zombie Island, um, how the the ghost would write stuff out in the fog. That's actually, yeah, a pretty good example of what the ghost writer was like. So, um, yeah, that's funny you said that because that's actually probably the best way to describe it for people who've seen that movie. <laughs> um, I know somebody got that end. reference. Yeah, she yeah, well, link about it, yeah. I, we got that, that Gen Z Scooby-Doo thing going on. I, I grew up on Scooby-Doo, <laughs> so that's probably why I am the way I am. So, uh, yeah, I definitely get it. Um but I know we're coming towards the end of the show, so please let the audience know for each of you if there's any websites, upcoming interviews, events, lives, or anything you would like to mention. Um, our upcoming investigation is going to be on the 24th of this month. Uh, it's going to be at Yorktown Memorial Hospital, and we're also going to be going live on TikTok, possibly Instagram as well. Um, and it's going to be with Black Smoke Paranormal. Did I already say that? Uh, okay. Um, but uh, I don't think we're going to have any more podcasts up until, like, the middle of this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you all so much for having us. Absolutely. And let, the audience, uh, let the audience know your TikTok username, too, and Instagram so they can go check out your live at Yorktown. It's going to be uh, Ghost Seekers TX on Thank you guys again so much for coming on today. It was great getting to talk with both of you, and I look forward to hearing what you guys capture at Yorktown. So, um, yeah, congratulations on all the locations you've been to, and, uh, yeah, good luck on your investigation. Thank you all so much. Have a great day. Thanks, Thanks, Alex and Chris. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
Yeah, thanks, guys. Well, fantastic show today, Sophia. Absolutely. Alex and Chris were such great guests. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. This should definitely not be possible without all of you, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. I want to remind everybody, too, for uh, Alex and Chris, uh, Ghost Seekers Texas, everyone visit GhostSeekersTX.com. That's GhostSeekersTX.com. Facebook, GhostSeekersTX. Alex Fountain, Chris Ochoa, Twitter at GhostSeekersTX, Instagram at GhostSeekersTX at Chris Ochoa SA, YouTube subscribe, Ghost Seekers TX. Watch Alex, Chris, and Black Smoke Paranormal on Ghost Seekers TX YouTube channel on the 24th of March, as they mentioned, uh, their Yorktown uh, investigation. Upcoming, Boozy Brothers Paranormal Investigators, Pablo, Pandora, Adam, and Diego will be on the 24th next weekend. Darklands Paranormal, The Chronicles author and investigator, Marco Santucci, returns to the program on uh, March 2nd. Televised Hauntings historian and author Sam Baltrusis will be on the 9th of uh, March. Discovery Channel, the haunting featured psychic remote viewer Harvey Althaus. He'll be on the program on the 16th. Women on the Fringe authors Denise Agnew, Marie Jones, Nicole Strickland. That'll be on the 23rd of March. You don't want to miss any of these upcoming broadcasts of uh, the Ghost Host Show. So like the Ghost Host Show on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page to learn of the guests real time. Great show, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Debbie from Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun.